0: Hi guys, welcome back. It's the Vitality Coach podcast and I've just had the realm of most amazing guests on my show lately. I feel very humbled and grateful to be speaking with groovers and doers in the world and today I'm very, very fortunate to be speaking to Sharon who I think is CEO, is that correct Sharon of the Mother's Day (laughs) Classic?
1: That's right, Nikki. That's exactly right. <laughs>
0: so thank you so much for joining me. Now, I don't want to harp on too much. I'd love you to just do a little bit of an introduction because I'm very, very excited about this cause and having you on in the midst of planning, um, I think, the event's coming up in a few weeks and we'll be talking about it leading up to this time. Could you tell us a little bit about you, your role in the Mother's Day Classic?
1: Sure. Look. At this stage, I'm just on adrenaline and quite excited. So it's lovely to be talking to you, Nikki. Um, As you mentioned, I'm CEO of the Mother's Day Classic, and that is CEO of only a team of seven people uh, for the event that's national. And this year we have have 104 events across the country. Uh, But the wonderful thing about the Mother's Day Classic is that we're supported by thousands of volunteers across the country. So whilst we may have a small team in the head office, there are many, many passionate people out in the community that support the event and I think that's what makes it so special and it's what makes my role so special. I get to work with mainly many, many women across the country in all sorts of roles, um, you know, quite senior within the industry of the superannuation and, and I mentioned superannuation because we're largely supported by the Women in Super Network, uh, which is a network of women in the super industry who started the event back in 1998 and continue to support it with not only volunteer expertise and um, practical help, but also many, many superannuation companies support the event through sponsorship. So um, it's a wide network. I love my job because I get to travel all over the country and promote what I think is a wonderful event, not only because it raises money for breast cancer research, but it encourages families to get out there and participate on Mother's Day as a family in in an activity that is, is quite healthy and fun.
0: Yeah, and I think let's talk about that a little bit, market is saturated at the moment with non-profit events. I mean, I always say that giving back and getting involved is a great way to motivate yourself for a greater cause. But a lot of people are getting totally overwhelmed and confused about what cause to choose for themselves. So I'd love to sort of bring to light some of the things that are special about the Mother's Day classic. And you touched on that before. It's a real family event. It has a beautiful um, legacy attached to it as well. There's all sorts of different... um, you know, lengths that you can compete, you can walk it, wheel it, whatever you need to do to get there. Where do you feel your um, beautiful, unique messages and the experience that people can have that differentiates you with everything else going on out there in these, these charity sports events at the moment?
1: I think you're absolutely right. I think we are unique. We're unique in that it's about everybody participating. It doesn't matter if you're an 80-year-old grandfather or you're a -a two-and-a-half-month-old baby. You can be pushed around the Mother's Day classic. I think that is the real emphasis. And our statistics tell us that about 60% of our people actually choose to walk and the rest choose to run. And I know that a lot of people and a lot of women in particular run the event and then they walk with their families. And I think we are unique in that people walk and and um, participate together but as you're walking around or running around the course everybody is wearing a tribute in memory or or in um in support of someone currently going through breast cancer and to me that is what makes our event so unique there's this really emotional side of the event that it's about remembering but it is also about celebrating life it's about celebrating women and it's about celebrating the family unit so I I know there are some wonderful fun runs out there that concentrate on, you know, participating and getting your personal best, but I think what we get at the Mother's Day Classic is that real camaraderie between participants. People actually talk to each other and they respond to each other as they're all walking or running for the same cause. And And I've got goosebumps now because when I first did the event, not as an organizer but i first did it in 2007 and i was a, i am a runner and i was running out there to try and achieve my personal best and it wasn't until i started along the course and i saw the families and i saw the tributes that i realized hang on, this is something so much more special than that. So I think that makes us unique. And also at the end of the event, there's there's plenty of activities for families and for, for people to get involved and enjoy entertainment and get involved with face painting and kids' activities and, and meet some of our sponsors. So, yeah, it's kind of like a carnival atmosphere, really.
0: <laughs> and, and for you, how long has the Mother's Day Classic been running now? Did you mention that before?
1: Yeah, this is our eighteenth year, so wow. a coming of age. Yes. And since then we've been able to really raise some significant dollars for breast cancer research. So it's over it's close to the twenty five million dollar mark. So it packs a, a big punch, the Mother's Day Classic, in terms of supporting research in Australia, which we're so proud of.
0: And how can people see you know, we we spoke a bit before we started our podcast together and to say the most important thing is to show transparency and that every little bit does count. And you may have read, I'm actually an ambassador for Run Australia this year which gives back to local children's charities, and I would love to spread myself across all these, all these charities at the moment, but it's very much about participation, transparency, about where these uh, funds and your registration fee goes, which is why I love talking to nonprofit organizations such as this. How can you, um, what sort of guideline could you say to anyone listening at the moment? Say they're driving their car, they're on their treadmill, or they're just listening in their kitchen, and we wanted to give them some tips on choosing a charity um, and knowing where the funds would go, how do you think they find out about that information?
1: Yeah, and I and I think everybody should ask because what um, we, with our our event in particular is that we raise all our funds for breast cancer research. We choose the National Breast Cancer Foundation as the organisation we donate our money to. And we've decided, and our participants have told us through surveys that they want the money to go to breast cancer research. Mm-hmm. And we choose the National Breast Cancer Foundation because I don't know whether many people know, but they receive no government funding. So it's the money that they receive is all through fundraising. They also have an independent board who chooses um, which particular projects the grants go out to. So so I think that's really, really important. But from our perspective, and we also have a board, so we like to. We also have um, full transparency and governance in that in that respect. But when I say we we raise funds for breast cancer research, what we do is two thirds of our ticketing price goes to breast cancer research, wow. and then every dollar that you raise. So if say if you run four kilometres and someone sponsors you all of that money goes to research. So we're in the u- unique position where we're only working towards this one fund run every year and we yeah. can dedicate all of our funds directly to research. Um, and the big key for me and a big part of my role is trying to find as many sponsors in in-kind supporters. as we can get to help subsidize those costs of um, infrastructure and road closures and all those kinds of details because we want to maximize their money that goes to breast cancer research so i'd say to people look look really really closely into the organizations that they don't they're donating their money to and and check out the how much of a percentage goes to admin and how much goes to the actual cause because i think that's really really important as well
0: yeah, and I think that's a great idea. Number one, find a close that's co- the cause that's close to your heart. So if it's you hard. are wanting to do something, do something that resonates maybe with your family, friends, or something you've been to, or just do your research. And secondly, don't be afraid to ask questions. So go online, email people if you have to. If you want to dedicate time and budget and fundraising to it, it's really important that when you start asking for funds, you can tell people where that money's going. And thirdly, you know, the community spirit I think is great as well. So um, the transparency that you had, the governments is really important, but also the fact that you can also get involved in your community. And you've got a long-standing recognition with the Mother's Day Classic. Running for 18 years, it's so well, it's so well known, it's well publicized, editorial, get involved. And the wonderful thing is you're able still to affect grassroots.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, 104 events across uh, the the national sort of reach this year is quite incredible. And and we haven't pushed that from a national perspective. It's absolutely come organically from the local town saying we want to put on a mother's day classic can we and we've said yes please and given them as much support as we can so that's been really significant for us that the community have said look we've been touched by this disease so we want to do something about it locally and i and i think that that again is another unique factor to the mother's day classic it's often hard to um then funnel those funds back into the community. And that is a question we get asked often. Um, But what we can say is that research in the capital cities and the big institutions across Australia are making a difference. And that then channels to thousands of case studies of women and men who have affected by the disease that have been supported by that research. And and we get stories every single day saying, you know, thank you for what you're doing because, you know, I've had breast cancer and I had this treatment and and this is how it helped. And and gosh, that just gives spine, spine tingling for me to get that kind of feedback from people.
0: And it's a really beautiful point you just made. Breast cancer is not just for women. I mean, breast cancer is also affecting men. And even though this is the Mother's Day classic, and you're, you're working with the, the National Breast Cancer Foundation, it's not purely for women. It actually is a, a disease that's really impacting um, both male and female, and I think that's that's not really spoken about as well. And I love oh. the fact that you always bring that up.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is, it is 1% of cases that, that are affecting men, and that's around 140 men a year, but it's still affecting men, so we can't ignore that. But interestingly the research that our researchers across Australia do you can't differentiate between the cancers so what's happening in breast cancer research is also supporting what's happening in melanoma research and prostate cancer so it crosses over to other cancers so they're just not sitting in the labs and focusing on breast cancer whatever happens in those labs is also influencing other cancers as well so that's another message we want to get across too because you just can't you know differentiate you have to differentiate but 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 because we choose breast cancer research but it does help other um cancers as well
0: and and you're running um you know you've got a massive organization by a tiny team Um, how do you achieve your own work life balance or what i like to call integrated approach because i don't believe there's a work slash life balance it's all it's all part of the same story what's important for you in creating your health and well-being you know especially at peak times when you're getting so close to this event going live
1: Oh, look, and it's a really good question, Nikki, because I learned the hard way. When I first started out um, working for the Mother's Day Classic, I went hell for leather because you can't help not <laughs> yeah. doing that because it's just so many wonderful people and such a passionate cause. And, you know, as a result, I did burn out in my first year. So I have learned that taking time out for yourself is really important. I like to run. So I make sure I run just about every second morning. And to me, that is meditation and it's getting away, at getting out of my normal environment and actually staying keeping fit and of course you can do that anywhere in any any capital city so that that's to me is is my release and also taking time to turn off the electronics as well that is just the hardest thing to do uh, particularly when you're coming up to a busy campaign but you know making sure that it's switched off and that you're getting some time to actually focus on your family and yourself for for a while but for me the biggest one is definitely exercise because that's my release but but you know just walking away shutting down and I think too um, as a leader in an organisation it's a really really good uh, message to be sending your staff as well to say yep we shut down and we now have our own family time and our own um, break um, and then we come back the next day because I think you know when you do work for a charity it really does you want to keep going and and get the best you possibly can and we all do that Uh, but you've also got to be in it for the long haul and I think that's the message that i that I try and give myself.
0: And that's true. It's no good to anyone if you aren't able to turn up the next day. And I think one of the biggest things that's coming out of a lot of conversations at the moment is that permission to do something that you'd like to do just for yourself so that me time and permission to put health and well-being first uh, and also block that time into your agenda so if you need a reason to start moving again and to start building health and well-being into your agenda and you need a great cause things like the mother's day classic are a really beautiful beacon that you can draw and aim towards and get other people involved but most importantly you need to have a strong enough why Uh, And I think women are terrible at giving themselves permission to switch off. They always multitask and have to do every other little thing before they look after themselves. And as you grow with your intelligence and you evolve with a busy life, uh, the message that Sharon and I want to give you is don't forget to look after number one and you'll be able to be there for others even more so
1: that 's so true,
0: <laughs> and i think I think that's part of you know putting on these events as well as making sure it 's about participation you don 't um, have to be the world 's greatest athlete you don 't have to be the world 's greatest mum and you get to design the script, you get to define what 's important, and when you are walking with friends and family that have lost loved ones or hit by illness suddenly it puts everything into perspective and I think these events are about taking a day out to celebrate as you say but why don't we do things like this more often on a smaller environment as a family I always challenge my clients to say do something fun with your family every weekend get outside use nature as your gym so off the back of these events continue your training and your fresh air approach wouldn't you say Sharon? Oh, absolutely! And what we find
1: is that a lot of people, a lot of women participating in the event, are, are survivors of breast cancer, and they see the whole journey of you know physical activity as they're getting back into. Um, into normality and they see by taking the um, medal at the finish line that that's another year where they've they've survived so there's so many different um, significant milestones across the event and in the lead up to the event that is so important for many people but I do love the fact that everybody participates and I love to see families out there participating. I think that's that's to me probably one of the most special things. If you're being a role model for your children mm-hmm. in terms of physical activity, if we can um, promote that as the Mother's Day classic, I think that we're doing something right.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've got this chart that I reverse for my clients. So they have to do a Monday to Sunday chart and their kids give the parents stars. So they identify <laughs> when they do. They cook healthy, when they do something um it's good for their well-being they have like a list of 10 things that they they pledge to their children it might even be reading a story at night and not being on the ipad and on television or getting down to the level of your child and really sitting with them and engaging with them and asking how their day was and so those kind of moments of being present are also about health and well-being so why not get your kids to give you some encouragement and turn it around um, and then be a proud parent and lead by example and i think it's such such a cool way to do it have a plank off have a walk off go and do something take the dog for a walk absolutely recognize that health is your wealth um and if the mother's day classic and similar events are are what you need to get off the couch and motivated then i think that's fantastic so sharon when you go on to the mother's day classic because it's a yearly thing it's the website's up all year round is that right
1: that's that's right yes yes and what
0: information's on there that people can delve into
1: yeah, so obviously the, the, the big ones is registration. So in terms of we open registrations around the December mark, so we start off early because we're inviting a number of regional towns to participate in terms of hosting event. So um, they come on board and get information off the website so they can learn about how to host an event, you can learn about how to become a sponsor, you can learn where the money goes and what in particular the Mother's Day Classic fundraising efforts have gone to in terms of research projects. You can delve into that side of things um, and it's basically just information of all those 104 events across the country you know what when you can register whereabouts it's located and the course map details so it's quite informative and um, and you can you can get a lot of information out of it
0: um, and then the other thing is what about if people want to find out on funding local community funding how to raise funds where would they go on the website for that
1: yeah, so what we, we have some cheat sheets, some fundraising cheat sheets. So if people want to do some local fundraising, um, there's lots of ideas, whether it's cake stalls or, you know, whether you're rattling the tin outside the mine is what one woman did in the carafe and <laughs> wouldn't let anybody in until they put money in the tin. Um, so there's lots of unique ways to be able to fundraise. And we'll, we'll happily support people because what you can actually do is set up your own fundraising page through our website and then send that URL out to all your friends and family and, and get them to support you as well. So, um, lots of tips about fundraising. So,
0: just give us the URL of the website again so people listening can kind of write that down. I'll put that in the show notes, guys, as well. Um, for the episode, we'll have all this information on there. We'll have tips how to raise funds. I'll get Sharon to give her top five tips for getting race ready and actually trying to get your family involved. But what's the website we want to send people to?
1: So it's mothersdayclassic.com.au. That's mothersdayclassic.com.au.
0: And what other parting? I think we spoke before we wanted to give some tips for people. Um, And I certainly think it would be really good to to let our listeners know that every single um, element counts. So if you think that this cause is too big or too out of your reach, this is a great example to say, that every single person that steps over that finish line or that enters or registers or raises money makes an enormous difference.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think um, once you've been to a Mother's Day Classic event and you've participated, you, you're coming back because you, you gain some sort of spirit and community, sense of community when you're there. And I think it's all about participant, participating. It doesn't matter how fast or how slow you go, it's just about doing it together and, um, and making a difference in, in your own community.
0: And that's a really, really beautiful point to kind of sum everything up on. I know that we've got listeners. We've got 79 countries that this podcast goes out to. For those of you that can't make it to the Mother's Day Classic in Australia, this is all by any means an inspiration for you to find something similar in your own backyard or maybe be the change and set up a fun run. Um, A lot of the times for my clients I'll set up, a personal challenge that their family will then come down and support them on. So there's all sorts of ways you can get involved. And I want to thank Sharon for her passion for the cause, for her time out at the peak season before this event goes live. I know it's like 24-7 for you at the moment, and for sharing a little bit of background on how charity can make a difference and how to weave your way through the transparency, know where your funds are going, and how to just ensure that it's all about participation uh, not about a winning time. And I think that participation element is really, really important.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Nikki.
0: So I will put all the information and a little bio for Sharon on the show notes. Uh, we will also be sharing some information on the Mother's Day Classic, the website, how you can get involved. And if you're not in Australia, other things and tips to keep an eye out for on making a difference in community. It's all about conscious living and every single little bit counts. I want to thank Sharon for being a wonderful guest on our express podcast today we know you're all busy thank you for listening we'd love your questions we'd love to hear back whether you love this podcast or not if you'd like more information we welcome your comments and we'll personally get back to you everything will be on the vitalitycoach.com.au forward slash podcast I'll put the episode up in the um, outro for this as well don't forget at the moment we're having our last few weeks of the vitality roadmap it will be free For the last couple of weeks, then we're doing a special new onboarding for the online full program. I like to call it the full Monty and I'll have information for that on my show notes as well. So last chance to sign up for my Vitality Roadmap and all the information you need to get inspired and give back to your community. Thanks, Sharon.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, guys, stay healthy and happy and tune in next week for the Vitality Coach. Thanks for tuning in for all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools and also my ebooks. Hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.